0: Good morning everyone and welcome to Lee Road Baptist Church whether you're here in the building or you're watching online this morning uh, you're all very welcome. Hi Andrew. Steve.
1: Hi it's good to have you back you weren't here last week we missed you I understand you've taken a well deserved break what yeah, we were just you had up to little,
0: We just had a little break in North Wiltshire so uh, that was good. And the weather was very kind.
1: That was my next question. We've got a lovely day today, praying for a better day tomorrow. It's not looking great at the moment for our bank holiday, but we're hoping so.
0: No, yeah. uh, how's, how's it in the Tenning household? Yeah,
1: it's, um, it's different. Last week, while you were away, we were thinking about how um, the church had, had been on a bit of a journey to bring a Syrian family to. To, uh, to a new home in Southend, and we have a new Syrian that has joined uh, our household. Your household? This time, yeah, absolutely. It's, uh, it's not that. Um, we, we have entered a new era of life and become pet owners, and we have wow. a Syrian long-haired hamster that has just joined us from yesterday. It's my eight-year-old daughter's birthday this week, and she's been nagging me for a pet for a very long time. I finally relented. and <laughs> un, 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 Unnamed as yet, but completely adorable, apparently. Apparently. <laughs> He's wonderful. No, he's good. Um, welcome to everybody online. We're trying to uh, engage those of you that aren't able to be with us in the building. Again, there's lots of, of names of people saying hi. If you've tuned in uh, on Facebook or YouTube and you're, and you're linked into those networks, then please do say hi. It's great to see uh, everybody who's tuning in. And one of the ways that we do that a little later is we'll have a conversation. We like to set it up by asking a question to our online congregation uh, that relates to what you'll be speaking about later. We're going to continue in our series on 1 Peter. And uh, you've got a, a question that might need a bit of unpacking, but let's, let's go for it today. It's a
0: good question. Well, let me read it out because I won't remember it. I wrote it during the week. I thought it was a bit long, but maybe some people engage with this. So this is the question. God called us to enrich our contemporary society for the good of human flourishing. How have you done that?
1: Very good. So how have you enriched... Contemporary society in a well, way society that in
0: general, how about you know how do we live yeah, our lives yeah, in such a way so there 's someone I know very well who likes to live, give little gifts to neighbors yeah. and doing it for years it 's just a way of enriching the lives of people around perfect. it so it doesn't have to be in that way yeah it may be making a cup of tea for people in the office and yep. if you've worked in some of the size offices i've worked in in the past you wouldn't do it for everyone but you might do it for your team how have you just enriched people's lives
1: perfect and those examples you gave yep. are nothing major nothing huge no. but just little moments little that encouraged acts of kindness perhaps. perfect that's an excellent way of phrasing it so we'll look forward to that please uh, post those up online if you're in the building you can give some thought to that there's no way for us to be able to uh, to pull that in from here but uh, it's a great question nevertheless that will no doubt relate to what you'll be speaking about later on thank you I believe David has our oh, oh no. no you're gonna you're gonna introduce that in a moment so I just leave, wanted you to, to you.
0: introduce where we're going to this morning two weeks ago We started by asking a question, uh, what's it like living in a complex society for us today? But also when we look at the book that Peter wrote in uh, the early part of the church's life there, their contemporary culture in many ways reflects ours. And so we asked this question, um, what's the story we now find ourselves in? For us today, how will it be different than before the pandemic hit? How will it be different from the last 12 months? The answer is we don't really know, but we need to be asking that question. Some of us have said that most of 2020 and certainly the first half of 2021, they felt like aliens in our own country, in our own world, almost like living in a parallel universe. Similar, but it's been different. Now, nothing will shape our lives more than the story that we find ourselves in. Our view of life's story will shape what we think, what is good, what is bad, what we do that is good, what we do, what is bad, how we spend our time perhaps, our money, what we do, how we view ourselves, how we view others. It influences everything by asking this question, what is the story we now find ourselves in? So this morning, we continue considering a letter written by Peter, as Steve has said, to followers of Jesus across an area that would now be called Turkey. And he is locating them within their story, a very different story than the one that they had been living in not that long ago, because they were living in in the first century. They were under Roman Empire. These specific people that he's writing to were new followers of Jesus. They live their lives now to the beat of a very different drum. They were living in the light of a new reality, a new story to them, yet one that has been unfolding for centuries. David's going to come and read a
2: section of that letter to us this morning. The first letter from Peter, chapter 2. Friends, this world is not your home, so don't make yourselves cosy in it. Don't indulge your ego at the expense of your soul. Live an exemplary life in your neighbourhood, so that your actions will refute their prejudices. Then they'll be won over to God's side and be there to join in the celebration when he arrives. Make the Master proud of you, by being good citizens. Respect the authorities, whatever their level. They are God's emissaries for keeping order. It is God's will that by doing good, you might cure the ignorance of the fools who think you're a danger to society. Exercise your freedom by serving God, not by breaking the rules. Treat everyone you meet with dignity. Love your spiritual family. Revere God. Respect the government.
0: Thank you, David. And I don't know if you noticed at home, but we certainly noticed here within church. David was reading that from a piece of paper, and it looked like a letter, so that was great. Thank you. I don't know if you've been into London recently, I certainly haven't, but I know that our daughter went in yesterday for the first time in over a year. And if you go to Piccadilly Circus, you can see uh, that picture. Uh, it's, po- it's impossible, isn't it, to ignore that enormous, great 4K advertising screen with its ultra-bright colours just hitting you in the face as almost as you come into the square. It's crisp it's moving, it really just says here is a message for you and in many ways the part of the letter that David has just read from Peter is a little bit like that screen. Peter's saying here look live your lives among your neighbours, among your friends, your colleagues, your customers, your family in such a way that they can see your life and your faith that you care for your community and for the environment because in doing so you're glorifying god now as they lived out this new identity as god's people within this big story this new story that they found themselves in their lives could point clearly to god and that's part of what Peter's saying here is, followers of Christ, a part of our role is to be signposts, to point to God. Now as they lived out their new identity as God's people, that's what they were called to do. In fact, very similar to the way that we live today. Their lives could point. They could uh, involve that and do that by living and working amongst the, the folk that they lived, but also with difficult rulers, with unfair managers and with family members that didn't necessarily share their faith and their beliefs, not dissimilar to many of us. Now the culture of their day, the mantra was Caesar is Lord, but the message of God says something different. It says, Jesus is Lord. Now that should lead them not to rebellion and anarchy, but clearly to living their lives from a different standpoint. So what does Peter say? How does he help people here? Well, he says in this passage, submit to every human authority. In other words, play your part in the society. Submit and honour the emperor. What the emperor says, You really should be honouring that. Now these rulers have been sent by God, Peter says, to play a key role in this phrase that I like, human flourishing. For this reason, so far as the rulers are not forcing people to live contrary to their faith, as good Christians, you should obey them. And that's a message for us as well. These followers of Jesus found themselves at the sharp edge of society, however. There was often malicious gossip about them. There were false accusations in the law courts. Peter's saying here and encouraging people and says, look, for your goodness and for the good lives of those who live around you, The way you live will be enough to make sure that people will understand the goodness of God. Now, as followers of Jesus today, God calls us to enrich our contemporary society for the good of human flourishing. There's that phrase again. As followers of Jesus, we can do a really good job of this, not just through things like food banks, and that's great, and so are things like uh, advice centres, debt centres, running children's clubs, youth activities and various other communities and initiatives for all. But we can do that through the way that we just go around leading our lives. Those simple acts of kindness that I was talking about earlier. The word following has become a word and a concept and an action that currently has a high profile in our contemporary society, especially it's a word that is common in social media. Now, uh, some of you follow me on my Instagram account, for instance, and I know that I follow some of you as well, and that's true of a lot of the social media in which we're engaged with. The call here, therefore, as followers of Jesus is to be confident confident in the message of God confident in who God is confident in all that Jesus has done for us confident in the presence of the Holy Spirit within our world and therefore confident in who we are as followers of Jesus not overconfident not arrogant but not fearful either confident and comfortable in our identity. That's what Peter's saying here. Living lives in our town, in our places of work and leisure, not apologetic for who we are or what we believe, but comfortable and confident quietly in our faith. Now there's another word that is uh, a concept that's prevalent in our 21st century as well, and it's the word influencers. We often hear about internet influencers, marketing influencers, cultural influencers, business influencers. Followers of Jesus are part of the whole of the society in which we live and we therefore have an opportunity to influence our society as well. We all have that ability to be influences now if we remain in our homes or just come to churches like this and and don't do anything else we can't season our society and our uh, the way the places in which we live in the way that God has called us to do now we're not called to do it in an arrogant shouty way but Peter's saying live your lives in a way that people will see that you glorify God that you honour him in what we do. And so the call here is to live our lives to influence in full view of society our customers, our families, our colleagues and our friends. If our faith remains hidden and behind closed doors, then we can't influence and shape society for the better as Peter is talking of here. Now how we do that, we may actually differ in our ability to do that or how we do that because of our own context and that's fine. This letter goes a little further and states that the message of God is amazing and true and those who follow and trust Christ become the people of God. There's a statement there. But this new story that they've become a part of and this new identity that they've received left these people on the fringes of society. They felt, as it said in the part that David read, like foreigners or even exiles in their own country. And this was the story that they now find themselves in. As foreigners and as exiles, they were called to be set apart, abstaining from the parts of the culture that didn't sit well with their faith. Now, how they did that was probably quietly but firmly because of the culture in which they lived. It was appropriate. And the call for us is to say, what is appropriate for us to abstain from? What is appropriate for us that shows that we are different, that we are set apart, that we are people of faith who live out the message of God? Now, following and influencing are not new concepts. We know that. They've been a part of human society probably since it began. But as individuals and as a church community, and as we engage in community groups, as we run community events, as we're involved in sports teams, or contribute to the local Facebook groups, if we're part of a group that meets in a coffee shop, or a pub, or a club, we bless our communities and honour God by being there. And when we feel the call of God to challenge those in authority, we should do so with respect. But with the aim of enriching society, not destroying the other side. That's influencing society. That's influencing society for the good of all. That's what it means to embody the message of God. That's what it means to follow Jesus and that's the story that these people found themselves in and that's the story that we find ourselves in. Let me pray. Father, there's no doubt that we live in challenging times where many of us have felt almost like foreigners and aliens in our own land. You call us, though, wherever we are, to be confident in who you are, confident in what Christ has done for us, and confident in who we are as your people. Help us, we pray, to appropriately be seen as influencers wherever we are, in our homes, in our neighbourhoods, in our places of work and leisure, Lord, it can be challenging. Help us not to be weird, but to be people of faith who honour you. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen.
1: Andrew, for that. I know that we're going to keep this conversation short today because we've got communion to get to. If you are part of a home group this week, just make sure you tune in because... There is so much to say about this passage and I think you've done an exemplary job in it. I'm particularly fascinated, as I'm sure you would expect from me, around this interplay between the two kingdoms that we are a part of. The kingdom of God, which ultimately is where our identity lands and how we live our lives. But recognising that we are sojourners in a place... Uh, of, of, of the united kingdom and of the wider world and, and therefore subject to the authorities that come with that. And this passage is one that is encouraging, as you said, that respectful interplay with the authorities that are around. But it's this, it's this moment where sometimes those kingdoms collide that I struggle and I try to understand and use wisdom to know how we best influence our society not by anarchy, which I'm really grateful that you, uh, uh, that you uh, highlighted as well, but also not through a sort of passive engagement that, that, that just allows it to go around us. There are moments, aren't there, where,
0: there are, where things there are to There are, and I think it depends how you view passage engagement because for some of us, there is a way of engaging that is passive, that is right for us. Mm. There are others who feel they're able to engage at a slightly different level. Yeah. So I don't think it's either or... It's yeah. both and depending on your ability yeah. and depending on, on how you see your faith.
1: Yeah. I suppose it's, it is possible to respect our government and our it authority is. without agreeing with them. And, but and I think the,
0: the wording of the passage in the version that David read for us this morning, I thought, was, was really helpful. Mm. And uh, David, I wonder if you could just pass that up. I've, I've, got, it it oh, I've got it here. Oh, you've got it there. Yeah. It's all right, David. There but there was a phrase in it, thank you very much. There's a phrasing in it that says, right near the end, treat everyone you meet with dignity. Yeah. Love your spiritual yeah. family. Revere God. Respect the government. Yeah. Now, you could read all sorts of things into that. But yeah. I just thought that was really helpful yeah. in aligning how we're called to live our faith in the wider society. Yeah,
1: and like you say, we, we're living by a set of values that will often be salt and light in a community yeah. around us and we're encouraged to be that salt and light while at the same time not being disrespectful, not and, being dishonouring. And, and that can
0: people. be difficult in our neighbourhoods where we live, it can be difficult in our places of work. Yeah, doesn't mean we don't meet that challenge, it's, it's just do it in an appropriate way. Sometimes we are weird, you've heard me say that before, and, and I don't think that's a helpful way of engaging.
1: No. no, that's right.
0: What's helpful is that we understand what our faith says, yeah. what we stand for, and live that out yeah. in our contemporary society. Yeah. So maybe th- simple things like how you celebrate Christian festivals. Yeah, no, just do that in a way and perhaps give gifts to your neighbour at Christmas or Easter or Harvey. It's a very different way, but it's a way of just influencing quietly but firmly Look, this is a special day. That's right. And I, I want to bless you with this We've got gift. a
1: couple of examples that I just want to ping <coughs> okay, out before we move be on. Great. People online that have talked to, in answer to your question about how they've contributed to human flourishing. Uh, David Conway said that he's formed a charity to help autistic mm. and special needs children and young people in Romania, Delia Friends, which is yeah, wonderful. David's a great example. He's seen part of a society that doesn't match and reflect the kingdom yep. of God, and he's done something about it in a really practical way. Uh, Alan has said, arranging and taking part in a monthly street clean. I love that. Yeah. You know, we, we care about the environment in this church deeply. And the way that we interact in a way that is respectful isn't just to shout at the edges saying, why aren't you keeping our streets? It's just saying, look, let's be an example and model what we want to live in doing that. Um, David has kindly said uh, just put something that we as a, as a wider church that you might not be aware of. As a church, our community works supporting the local independent traders. Uh, we've launched in partnership an online shop for all South and NNC independent businesses so people can shop online locally too. And it's locally now then on the sea. We love and support our local businesses. We understand the place of, of, of online shopping and the ease that that brings people. But it does damage our local community sometimes. And it does. One of the ways we can do about it, just and help them... Uh, people right,
0: might query, okay, well, how is that how is that showing the gospel mm. that phrase I used uh, helping human flourishing, flourishing yes. is, is a phrase I read during the week and I, I really like it because that's part of what we're called to do yeah quite you know, God absolutely. wants the world to flourish well and part of us reflecting him into that is to encourage human flourishing yeah. because we want to reflect the goodness of God yeah. Well, thank you for being with us this morning, whether you're watching online or you've been here in the building. Let me pray uh, as we finish. Father God, as we go out into this week, may we be confident in who you are, confident in all that Christ has done for us and confident in who we are. Help us to influence appropriately our society wherever we are. Give us that courage and encouragement to do that. And we pray for every home that's either watching online or here in the building that we may know something of your grace and love. And wherever we are and wherever those whom we love are, may we all know your blessing. So may the blessing of God Almighty, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit be with us all now and evermore. Amen.